0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching.
1: And I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting. And we are back with yet another awesome episode and two brand new coaches to the show. I have the honor of introducing Kevin Teeler. Kevin is the founder of Sales Code, a consulting firm which helps technology leaders unlock the value in business-to-business sales teams. He is a fellow Gallup certified stress coach and a an growth certified coach and comes to us from his home in Bristol, the UK. Thank you for joining us, Kevin.
2: Glad to have you. It's absolutely my pleasure, Chad. I've been looking forward to this. Good.
0: Welcome, Kevin. <laughs> and it's my honor to introduce to you uh, Samantha Berg. So Samantha is the Chief Human Resources Officer for Choice Bank, which is a mid-sized Midwest bank. Um, she is Gallup certified and um, previously served as an internal executive coach and brings in Clifton strengths into all ventures and practices that she does. She resides um, in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And on a personal note, Sam and I met back in 2017 where we were at Gallup together to be certified. So welcome, Sam.
3: Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah,
0: great. So before we jump in to talk about this great, this great theme. So I want to, I want to let everybody know we're here today to talk about the Clifton Strengths talent theme of competition. So in your top five, we know we've invited these coaches because it's in their top five. Samantha, can you share with us where this falls in your top five?
3: It is number two for me.
0: Number two. And Kevin, for you.
2: Well, I'm, I'm out-competed already. I, mine only pops in at number five. So. <laughs> okay. Got a, got, oh. <laughs> I'm behind the race already.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, you know, to get us to get us started on today, I would love, Chad, for you to read for us the Gallup um, short description of,
1: Sure. Of so the competition. Yep. So Gallup defines this talent theme as follows. People who are exceptionally talented in the competition theme Measure their progress against the performance of others. They strive to win first place and revel in contests. And you can already see that they're already comparing where their ranks are showing up. So this is going to be a very interesting show to see who sort of is looking to outdo the other. <laughs> um, I can. I, I, I will it. also just add as, as we start that this is my number thirty-one. So you are well ahead of me in terms of if we're looking at this as a race, which I, I know we're doing in friendly fashion here. Um, Jen, where is this for you?
0: Oh, this is 28 for me. So okay. almost just as low, Chad. So it's a good thing we have these two here because you and I know yeah. nothing about competition. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, So to help the two of us and our listeners learn <laughs> a little bit more about this theme, Um, I want to start off, uh, Sam, I'm going to come to you first with this question, but Kevin, I definitely um, want your thoughts in on on the question I'm about to ask, which is that we know these themes typically do not operate in silo, but for the sake of starting to understand the theme and really how it shows up, I'm wondering, Sam, if you could start us off by helping us understand how this theme shows up in your everyday life um we'll get to where it goes can go dark or or really help you excel but just so where does it show up what situations do you find yourself like oh yep there's my competition theme you know living it's 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 way out of me um what does that look like
3: yeah I think that's a good question because we can all be a little competitive based (laughs) on the different things we have and drivers but competition in itself is I think so much surrounded by and, and rooted in comparison. And so it's measuring who we are, our accomplishments, everything we do, walking down the street, what we're wearing, how we, uh, everything that embodies who we are in comparison to everyone else out there.
1: Wow. That sounds heavy. <laughs> but, I mean, you know. Are there, are there other ways in terms of how that has sort of come out in terms of um, I think I've heard through Jen, you know, in terms of other conversations you've had that this has also been sort of a place in which um, like number two is not a possibility. Um, <laughs> what, what does that look like? How does that come out? Uh, what are your feelings around that?
3: Yeah, I, I do think it's somewhat of a, a filter that we easily apply to ourselves those of us that have competition very similarly with strengths we're supposed to focus on the things that we do well i think competition actually helps us do that naturally because we very quickly can assess what do i have potential to be number one at and what don't i have potential to be number one at and we kind of sift those things out of possibilities and just go focus on the things we can win at i would say nice
1: That's that's a great place to start Kevin, what would you share or um, add to the conversation, <laughs> or or what or what also what resonates? <laughs> what are you like? Oh yeah, that's me too.
2: I think I think all of that resonated. What <laughs> I see with with competition is a need to excel and be the best. It's more important, but also to beat the rest, right? So it's not good enough just mm-hmm. to be good enough. You have to, uh, as Sam said, you have to measure yourself against other people. For me, I think because it sits at number five and not number one, I don't feel I have to compete at everything. But I particularly like to compete at things that I know I can win at. Yeah. And, and therefore, I avoid things, that, the, the many things, as it turns out, that I'm really not very good at. So a good example would be, because I have communication in my top five as well, I know that I can win arguments. Now, as a salesperson, that doesn't necessarily mean that you get the sale. Quite often, it means that you can lose the sale by trying to win the argument.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a really good observation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Uh, sorry, I'll let that one sit, but I was actually just reflecting on something else you just said, which really struck me in one of the other times you and I have spoken. And it goes to that best versus win statement mm. that you just made. Um, you know, I have deliberative. So I'm usually looking for sort of the best option to address this up to a risk. And that often drives a desire for sort of the best solution possible. But what you're getting at here is the difference is competition is about the win. Yes. Or is there is there a little bit more you could add to that? Because I, th- I think that I could, I could add a is- lot
2: more to it, Chad. I'll give you a couple of thoughts, right? <laughs> And then I see the, again, Sam's the, the, nodding too. So yeah, Sam's nodding. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked a sales career very early on. I, when I interview people for my own podcast, there's a, there's a plug. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. That's right. No, I please. Often, I, I often try and find how they came into sales and very few people. I, I can only think of one person that ever said, I always wanted to be a salesperson. I am that person. I've actually interviewed 92 people for that podcast now. And only one of those people has said, like me, they wanted to be in sales. So one of the reasons I picked wow. it, I think maybe it was partly because my father was in sales and he had a very glamorous lifestyle flying around the world and jumbo jets in the 60s and 70s. So it seemed great to me, but also because I knew I was good at it. I, I, I instinctively knew that I could communicate with people. I could win arguments. I think I thought sales was about that when I started, that you just had to convince people just influence them, but convince them, persuade them. But actually you find as you mature that it's much better to lead them and help them to persuade themselves. So mm-hmm. my reflection on, on competition, like all of the things in my top five, the tendency is to overuse it. So I try now to tone it down.
0: Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I love right where you're going. So Chad, if you're okay with me taking it on, I'm going to go right on to the next question.
1: Well, I... I... I would love to, but I saw Sam nodding to a oh, lot of that do we want to have and, to- and Sam I just have was wondering th- that, that best versus win um, component. Mm. You mm-hmm. as soon as Kevin said it, you're like, yep, that's something was going on there. <laughs> and I just want to hear sort what was running through your head and, and what did you want to add to that that part of that conversation?
3: So something that struck me with how you said it, best can sometimes look or exist without other humans present. Um, but winning can't. And so for me, and I don't know if this exists for others with competition, um, competition isn't winning without the presence of other humans. So, you know, that might be a little the component of living in the influencing theme, but it's in relation to other people. So you read a lot of those self-help books that say find winning for you or, <laughs> or, and, and it's like, no, like that doesn't, that <laughs> <the one. laughs> so, it needs the presence of others to, to have the fuel behind it. Nice. I
1: feel like I, I, I'm so glad oh, you said yeah. that. I, that really does help clarify it a little bit more. That that best versus win. There's there's got to be that other component, uh, the other person involved. So thank you. That that's really helpful. Oh,
0: absolutely. Well, and it and it speaks exactly to why it's in the influencing domain, right? Like it yeah. it's about you know the influence on others, and so yeah, I, I definitely I definitely clicks that now because I was going back to um something Kevin said where he he was saying you know like he can only or he like wants to compete only at the things that he knows he can win where I have I feel like my deliberative does some of that where it's like if I don't think I'm going to do well then I'm not going to do something but that deliberative is holding me back over like the risk or the you know the the fear of the failure as opposed to than not winning, or, or you know, not being able to win at it. I'm, I'm not necessarily wanting to win. I just don't want to fail. So, so it's yeah, it's very it comes from a very different place. I love how these yeah. play off of one another. Yeah. Okay, I want to take us right into our next question then, which is, and you both of you have kind of commented on it and hinted around it already. Um, and we do this in every show. We know that our strengths have uh, both a good and bad side. They're a double-edged sword. We can use them for good we can use them for evil and ways that they have tripped us up and gotten in our way and so sam i want to come to you first with this question where do you feel like competition maybe has held you back
3: competition has most definitely been the theme that trips me up most often and that i have to consciously be buffering myself or toning down i think as kevin has said uh, in relation to that comparison to others, uh, and we've talked about before how human resources is is not by nature a competitive field, and so mm-hmm. having to, you know, competition naturally places yourself or others in the winning place, and, and I think part of that is an awareness of what others are bringing to the table, and so exposing some of that to place myself in first has potentially damaged relationships, damaged careers, and and so there's a there's a place you can use it to bring you success, but not bring others failure that you have to manage.
0: Oh, that's a really really great insight. Thank you so much for sharing that,
3: Sam. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. We... Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I was just
1: I want to ask Sam real quick. You talk a lot about the professional side. Is there any place where this trips you up on the mm. personal side or maybe family life?
3: I think that's a very good question. <laughs> and I think it would be an interesting it, it's hard to not compete with those you're in relationships with <laughs> when that's not what the relationship is about. So finding ways to utilize that to push each other toward greatness and better is the key, but if it if it starts to fall into me being better than you or me beating you, I think it can really become damaging in a relationship, um, whether that's spouse, whether that's children, those types of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm always assessing how my son is in relation to winning or losing with his peers or, you know, and I know that's probably not helpful for him either.
1: Yeah. Sure. Uh, thank you oh, i just
0: uh, thanks for sharing
1: yeah jen and i have had similar conversations about how to like my responsibility has a big play on how i sometimes view my kids behavior and i need to tone that down so i was just i knew i know that these themes come out in both prof- our professional lives and our family lives and i was wondering if the competition piece was was had an impact had an impact on on family life as well so thank you very much for being a little uh, a little vulnerable yeah. and, and sharing that piece with us um Jen, I know you want—I know Kev- you want to hear from Kevin, so I'm going to get out of the
0: way now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, Kevin, and great question, Chad. I—I I, I love that you brought that up because yeah, we know it's not just at work where we use our talents; it's everywhere. And Kevin, I saw you nodding along and some agreements there when when Sam was sharing um, where where she has found her competition has tripped her up. I—I I, I assume you have some similar and maybe some newer places. <laughs>
2: I think the dark side of competition says <laughs> it's not enough that I succeed. Others must fail. Oh. Right. Because if, okay. if you think about it, there are two ways in which you can get to be number one. Either you get there through merit or you get there because somebody else doesn't turn up at the final because something something bad happened to them. Maybe, they, maybe their car blew up on the way, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and that's, in a way, I mean, that's not good enough because competition... If you've got values, competition wants to win fair and square. But sometimes that that can be the dark side of it. I know that whilst competition has been extremely useful to me at work because sales fundamentally is a competitive sport. And I was never any good at sports at school. So this was really the only sport that I've I can win at, right? But also there is an enormous amount of failure in sales as well, because you're specifically measured against a set of targets. Sometimes, and quite often, they're well outside of your control to achieve, no matter how hard you work or how diligent you are, or even how skilled you are as a salesperson. Sometimes you get a downturn in the market. It's happened three or four times in my career. Um, so, so that can be very frustrating for someone who wants to be highly competitive. And sometimes I would have to admit that I'd probably come home and taken that out on my family. In a, in a way which is not a, a healthy one. Just, you know, the frustration of coming home grumpy, things haven't worked out for me, somebody else beat me to the spot. That's for sure a dark side to to this talent theme.
0: Yeah. It sounds exhausting, is it?
2: No, actually. I wouldn't describe it as exhausting. I think because, I mean, with all due respect, Jen, you've got all that purple <laughs> stuff there. I mean, that that's heavy, right? The <laughs> yeah. Im- influencers are not influencing people with lots of orange generally we're not well I, I can only speak for myself i don't want to diss anybody else but i don't think i'm an anor- enormous emotional depth as a human being <laughs> right and <laughs> right and, and 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 frankly because I'd, I'd like almost everybody i meet i can't afford not to mm-hmm. to, to fall out with people right uh, but but generally the person that frankly if you ask me the one person that really annoys me it's me and mm. that may be true of a lot of us, but I think competition can do that to you. That constant need to compare and contrast. I remember yeah. when our kids were little, I've got two daughters now in there. Well, one's one's 31. Won't thank me for saying that. I was <laughs> at a coffee shop um, before this call and there was a baby um, event there where these people from antenatal classes have got six of their babies and lined them up on a desk. Right. And I thought I can see why that's a nice thing to do. If that had been me, I mean, we didn't do that with our kids right but if that had been me i probably would have been looking at those babies thinking oh that one's better looking than mine that one's taller than mine <laughs> mm-hmm. i remember being thrilled as a relatively short man that both of my daughters were in the 90th percentile of height for their age right <laughs> I, w- I, oh my I, I won't go on because <laughs> <laughs> well, i well, i think you get the drift
0: well I, I, it's so
2: yeah, so, it's so interesting
0: ahead. to hear the comparison. Yeah. Like, and, and I see Sam nodding along, like she's right there with you. Like, yep. We'd be saying which <laughs> one's, which one's taller, which one's whatever. And, and I hear it like out of both of you, that comparison really is like something that happens all the time. It's really natural.
1: Yeah,
3: It's just yeah, present. Yeah. And I think for me learning, cause I you're told kind of comparison is the root of evil you know, growing up mm-hmm. and learning that it's not. It happens all the time in, in my every day and just being able to manage how that looks like at the end is where the art comes in. But just to em- embrace it and live in it, it, it's not evil. It's a powerful motivator. And so sure. just channeling it, which is why we're all here talking about this.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Chad, did you have something you wanted to add?
3: Uh, no, I was just, i uh, oh
1: the only thing i was noticing is you know (laughs) sam you started off soft you know talking about your son at school in comparison then we get six babies lined up on a table and i just saw that like we took this from professional to family life and and how this shows up in all places and i think the comment um i forget which of the four of us said it but you know our themes are ever present it doesn't matter whether you're at work or at home Mm
2: -hmm.
1: out in your community it's it's ever present and yes it shows up in a little different ways you know sales is competition, um, or, you know, I can only imagine, Sam, I know a little bit about HR deal, a lot of HR people around my local community, you know, and all the metrics that come with it and trying to get to be best place, that's going to be powerful, but also where we're seeing it in, in, in terms of family life and, you know, school and so forth. So I, that, that was just having two young boys myself. I, I, I see that and I can feel a little bit, but I can very much um, put myself in your shoes, uh, at least a little bit in that family sense. So anyway, I know Jen um, also wants to take us to the positive side, especially since Jen, yes. since Sam was just saying about channeling this in more positive ways can have a real yeah. benefit and driver. I, I, I want to hear um, Jen's question and the responses.
0: Yeah. So back to that, you know, we're, we're not using them for evil all the time. Like you just said, Sam, like it's a powerful motivator. What ways do you think competition, you know, we know they don't stand on their own, but in, in particular competition has really helped or benefited your life and work.
3: It is the strongest motivating force out of all of the themes that I have. And it's, never being satisfied which that's probably where some of the exhaustion comes in to some extent is when you achieve that next thing there's always the next thing to win at it it's it's very fleeting you you go win it and then you have to move on to the next win and so i love it because it's pushed me in my career However, um, there is a point when you start to ask, okay, what do I want besides just winning and, Mm. and how do I find that enjoyment in life beyond that, that dopamine rush of getting the prize and then moving on.
0: Yeah. You've, you've shared me with me before too, that, um, being had at CHRO, you actually win different ways now.
3: Yeah, it, it is. Well, it becomes about team because there I don't want to be the CEO. That is one win I don't want. Um, for my, so. <laughs> I know what they have on their plate. So I can, I can, I can make that decision, but it does become about winning as a team. And so it's winning through others. So we have, I will let everyone know on this call and who's ever listening, the best damn HR team anyone's ever seen. Um, and we know that and we're proud of it and so that motivating force can come through and influence the others and the excitement and and to know that we're we're not going to be the stereotypical hr administrative paper pushers uh that's not who we are and so the challenge for all of us on that team that competition brings. Um, mm-hmm. Even when we set goals uh, amongst our team, we, we publish those probably naturally because of who I am with competition. Uh, we have <laughs> some on the team that are like, gosh, like somebody has like five and I have three, but what if mine are bigger and, and there's our smaller? And I'm like, it's okay to compare and it's okay to push yourself to maybe put another goal on. like. That's okay. <laughs> and so I help them channel a little bit of that competition, even though that that might not be something that's natural for them.
0: Nice. Oh, it's so Good. great! I love that. Kevin, I saw you smiling along. Do you what? In what ways do you feel like the competition has really benefited your life and your work?
2: Yeah, I think there's a contrast between me um, and Sam to a degree, maybe because of the order of the strengths that I mm-hmm. slow down which still annoys me, uh, for this question, <laughs> this call, <laughs> obviously. But um, I, I, it, what it gives me is an enormous amount of energy. I'm, I'm going to hold my hands up here and I, be prepared to be shocked, right? Because although I tell people I'm 55, I'm actually 63. No. <laughs> Mic drop moment. I know, you can't believe no. it. <laughs> and, and actually, I've been a professional salesperson for 40 years which is a long time. This yeah. is long after most of my contemporaries have retired either with a massive uh, you know, share payoff from some <laughs> IPO that scaled and they, or, or for whatever reasons they've given up the ghost, right? And I'm still at it and I still love what I do. And I still love selling, which is part of my fundamental part of my work, obviously. But, but, but moving forward, I think what it's given me, competition is that enormous energy that you need to keep charging at something. And that's something when I, uh, I've actually been, I had job interviews fairly recently, uh, which is quite amazing. And the thing that people normally are struck by is the energy that I convey. And I say, well, okay, I've, you'll hire people that have got the energy, but don't have the experience, or you'll, or you'll hire people that have the experience, but don't have the energy. Mm. I've got both. So that's kind of what yeah. I describe as my secret sauce, how it expresses okay. itself now as a coach A little bit like what Sam was saying, actually, it's winning through others. So my pitch to people I'm coaching, I do quite a bit of leadership development and career coaching now, which is very fulfilling. I want you to be the best. I want you to win. I want you to get to a position in a company that I never got to because I I didn't fulfill my career goals. As as Sam said, I I had this great plan to be sort of the 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 head head of sales at apple actually (laughs) didn't make that one that's a long story we'll talk about that another time (laughs) but but i get my fulfillment from watching other people compete and win now and again because i'm in the sales field many of those people are highly competitive not all of them actually sales has changed but a lot of them are very competitive people and if they're not i am right
3: yeah
0: yeah oh wow you know something you said, um, your secret sauce of of that like combination uh, made me think of another time um, when Sam was sharing um, that she likes the spotlight. So I wondered if you guys wanted to talk a little bit about what that what that means as far as having competition at number one and and being in the spotlight, having all eyes on you. Sam?
3: Absolutely. I, I think this leans a little bit into theme dynamics with significance at number four. And it's an absolute comfort place of mine being in front of a thousand people presenting feels no different than having a conversation with one. And so I think competition is just the knowledge of knowing that that's unique. And knowing that that's my place to show off. And so I I think I've mentioned in the past, I played basketball growing up and I wasn't the best player by any means, but I was the best free throw shooter because you are on the spot in that moment, all eyes on you expected to perform. And that might be that winning point that you needed. And so those were the moments where I was thrown in to go get fouled and get thrown on the free throw line. And they just, they filled me and so that that for me is that spotlight but it goes in personal it's in sports it's in at the gym i need to be surrounded with people in front of people comparing our weight sets all of those types of things i'm i'm better i'm stronger um if somebody's watching me swing a baseball bat versus if i swing it on my own so it's that's another powerful force for me wow
0: yeah wow kevin do you do you resonate does that resonate with you also
2: yeah, it does. I tried swinging a baseball bat and it, it didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and also I we, meant we, the spotlight. We, well, we generally play cricket over here, which is a but, game that Americans have oh, got yeah. no clue about. But I'm not any really good at that <laughs> either. In fact, I remember the school I went to, You, when you played, it, cricket is a kind of a bit like baseball in a way, yeah. right? So you've got a bowler and mm-hmm. a batsman. and and people out in the field. I was always in the field because I just couldn't bowl, couldn't bat. And and I hated it because I wasn't making any contribution. There wasn't any spotlight on me, really annoyed me. But of course they wouldn't put me into bat because I was useless. So that's why I picked a field I knew I could excel at because I've got communication in my top five. I know that making speeches is something I'm good at. If I prepare thoroughly, generally, I'm very good at coasting as well because I've got self-assurance, but it doesn't always work. (laughs) And I do like the thrill of people saying that was really good. I remember the first kind of senior sales management position I had for a very good American software company. They put me on a media training course, and they after an hour, they said, You don't need it. It sounds like you've been trained before. And that gave me a real buzz, actually. They said, You are so good at this. We don't need to spend any more time with you. Wow. I'm <laughs> kind of flawless, right? Wow. So, and, and, and but what and, I notice what I do now, because again, sorry, this is a relevant plug. Because I've run my own podcast, I started to critique myself. Listening back to yourself is quite torturous Mm -hmm. to some people, isn't it? So many people have said I've got this, uh, forgive me, quite sort of uh, good. Well, good sounding British accent, right? Particularly Americans. Mm -hmm. And so I've started to sort of not hone the accent, but try and trim out all the filler words that go in. The aha, uh-huh, the oh yeah, the, mm-hmm, all that kind of stuff, right? I just did one, right, it's fill a filler word. <laughs> so I've got I've got quite critical about how I, because I want to be the best podcast performer. I want to be the best, people say, oh, that was really good. The fact that not many people, or not as many people as I would like listen to it is a, a goal that I still pursue. But the fact that people, the, the critical reception is good, right? Again, this back this is a concept we haven't talked about yet, which is secondary goals. So not not enough people mm-hmm. listen to my podcast to make me feel happy, but the fact that the people that do listen to it say they really like it, that's good.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Wow. Chad, did you hear? Both of them are are leading us into our our next oh. our next set of questions, and, oh, and I'm loving so. loving so. how you two yeah. are playing and and the differences coming out too are really great to see.
1: Yeah, I. I, I do want to take us to theme dynamics. I just, I have to, there are two things I, I really took out of that last part of the conversation though, is that um, it was interesting to hear that the secondary goals one was was fantastic. But Sam, it was interesting when you first let off that said, oh, I don't want the CEO job. I know what's on their plate. I can immediately <laughs> think, oh, she knows she may not be able to quote unquote win at that. So she doesn't want it. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right Takeaway there, but that was what, sort of what I heard. And then the other um, fun thought I had was, you were saying we've got the best uh, darn HR team in the you know the country mm-hmm. or the world or whatever. I was like, well, she's thrown down competition gauntlets, like <laughs> the, the the gloves have been thrown. So I just I thought it was a wonderful uh, s- sort of celebration and and demonstration of this theme that we're talking about. I do want to take us to the theme dynamics though, because both of you have already started talk about the that you know, we highlighted this at the very beginning that normally we don't talk about these themes in silos because they're always bumping up and, and melding with the other themes that we have. Um, Sam, you've already talked a little bit about self-assurance um, with your competition. Kevin, you've, you've talked about communication and competition. So I just wanna s- sort of extrapolate on on that conversation of as we think about competition never working alone, are there particular themes whether you've mentioned them yet or not, that have really added to the, su- to the success or the ability of you to, to offer your best version of that competition theme. And so Sam, I know you mentioned um, significance. Uh, do you wanna say anything more on that one? And are there other themes that you also find yourself tying in regularly to your competition that sort of help it, help it be its better fine-tuned version?
3: i will say that with ideation at number one you know kevin i think spoke really well to his sweet spot and you know you just know where that is and so i have an art degree and an education degree and i'm in human resources for a bank <laughs> and so i have zero financially focused mindsets zero and so the value that i know i bring is in ideations all about how my brain works and part of that definition is about, you know, separating seemingly disparate phenomena. And so I'm I know my competition to be in the room to be the best possible for the organization is being able to make those connections across all scopes in the industry. So it's that driver to understand it and be able to provide insight and value that I, I think that has really led, too. And just kind of the, the grittiness that competition brings in being able to just dig in and tackle, even though, you know, you get teased for having an art degree and working in a bank, um, you just grit through it and you know you can provide that value. So that's that's some of the sweet spot spaces I I like to live in. And just knowing things can be done different and, and using that creativity with it.
1: Nice. I love it. I love it. Um, did you... Awesome contribution on ideation. Did you wanna say anything more about your significance? I know you've already touched on it a little bit in, in the previous part of the conversation, but I, I just wanna give you a little bit of extra room to like if there was something else you wanted to contribute on that.
3: I do think both being influencing themes um, are amplified when used together. I think command mm-hmm. sitting at number six also really intensifies that significance in wanting to be seen that competition and wanting to be seen at number one and then with that command it's it's being confident in uh beliefs and ideas and and how you got to the places you've gotten to and and just being firm in those in those foundational pieces command just bolsters all of that so I think it kind of all all of those influencing themes really support each other nicely but very intensely so it it does it does need a little, um, tempering from time to time.
1: Got it. Okay. We may come back to the tempering part here in just a second. So keep your, <laughs> keep your, uh, keep your thumb on that idea. Um, Kevin, what about you? What themes do you tend to bring, uh, into the fold or, or meld with your competition to get the most out of your competition talents?
2: I, I, so if you think back to the earlier conversation where, where, where I think Sam and I both said, we, we tend to try not to compete in areas that we know we can't or we don't believe we can really succeed in. Sometimes even the best of us have a little bit of imposter syndrome and we might think uh, we might actually downrate our capabilities. So whilst I'm not going to be a major league baseball star let's be honest uh, with all the well in the world (laughs) it's not not going to happen because talent isn't everything you do need skills as well um i would say that self-assurance helps with with me if i'm going into a new field and i'm not 100 sure i can really compete effectively self-assurance comes in and says yeah kev you got it you can do that it's not that different to what you did before coaching is a good example when i set myself to become a professional coach I realized I'd actually done a lot of it anyway. It's like I've been coaching for a long time. I just hadn't done it the Clifton Strengths way. And so th- I think that really helped. The The other area that really helps me to balance competition effectively is Relator because it's the only blue relationship building theme. And it, and it does, I, I do have still a, a, a relatively small group of really good friends. And I know that, Sometimes I can be quite overpowering. Oh, certainly in, in my youth, I, I can still do it. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm set on that mode because very orange, right? Lots of influencing. Need to win. Compet- need to win everything. Particularly good at battling people verbally and, and making them look stupid if I want to. Um, so, so I'd say I'd say those two themes. I, I would say self assurance and um, relator. Excellent
1: your last answer actually leads me right into the other question I want to ask around these theme Mm -hmm. dynamics, which is, and both of you have spoken wonderfully about how competition can go a bit strong. It, you know, it has a tendency to, to get into that, you know, top gear pretty quick and can get running down the tracks. Um, We, we don't ever really want to rein in our talents, but we do often need to find sort of the sort of that goalie lock zone, right? The, if, if you're running too too hot, you know too too raw, it has an impact. If you're not, is that, trained... is that a Gallup
2: thing, or did you make that up, Chad? I, what? That, that, That's
0: yeah. a chadism.
1: Yeah,
2: is it chadism? <laughs> the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, a chadism. Well,
0: so
1: so I think when, is that a trademark
2: to... ALM <laughs> corporation? It
1: is. No, but I can <laughs>
2: use that there. Now,
1: I I do think of it though um, a lot, given where I live, thermostats are pretty important. So if you have your themes or your house too hot, nobody wants to stay around. If it's too cold, nobody wants to stay around. So if you think about sort of that that nice middle zone in my <laughs> house it's like between 68 and 72 degrees Fahrenheit, um, people tend to want to stay in your house. And so um, I, I think a little bit of the themes that that same sort of way of when we need to balance them out. Kevin, you'd already started talking about relator and helping that figure out the right application of your of your competition. Is there are there any other themes that help you do that? And then Sam, I want to hear from you in terms of adding to the uh, adding to the conversation. What themes might help you sort of bring it back into that that more mature, better way of of applying a competition? <laughs> so Kevin, were there were there the any Goldie others?
3: Yeah,
1: the golden life zone. Um, the life Kevin, were there any others uh, in in addition to Relator that help you sort of find the be- the best application for, for competition in terms of uh, finding that
2: balance well in the interest of winning an argument I could make a case for ideation as well since I have that at number nine but off the top of my head I can't think of anything so I'm going to be honest and All say right. I don't know I'll have to okay. reflect on that which is which is a rare thing for me to admit no it, that's like I I love that he's starting well, to pull the, the
1: barrel a little bit with the
2: ideation
0: right?
2: <laughs> yeah well I stole the idea but... off Sam so I don't think it's really fair Let's let's mm-hmm.
0: But I, but I love the, the the combination of the relator with the competition, you know, yeah. making sure that you're not damaging relationships and, and really, you know, putting the other person kind of in, in mind as, as you're dealing with the competition. I think that's a beautiful way of yeah. putting it in your Goldilocks zone.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Th- Sam, what about you? Are there any themes that help you kind of balance it out or, or find that, find that ideal when it gets run away?
3: One, I think Clifton strengths has helped in general because with competition, you have this, this comparison always happening. And if it's very raw, you're wondering, what, why can't they do it? Why Why can't that person get better? And especially if you're leading teams, it's hard to understand that level of winning is not where everyone else is. So that winning first place is not where somebody else is going to, to achieve, to be, or strive to be. So I think relator as well in Kevin, so that's my number five. I, I think it also helps me connect with people individually to understand where they are and what they want. Um, Cause let's be honest, empathy is number 32, I think for me. So I'm not going to sense it emotionally <laughs> whatsoever. So I need to build a pretty strong personal connection with them to understand that. Um, but then I think also, you know, not maybe a buffer, but channeling it also command is helpful as well. So when you want them to achieve things, just as you want to achieve. Um, and I've had this told to me before people just believe what I say. And I don't know if it's, it could be, I'd be fooling a lot of people, but I don't know if it's because of that command and the firmness I say it with, but when I give a compliment to somebody so and it might be significance it might be competition it might be command they actually have a tendency to believe it where i think most people are like oh you're just saying that you know no but like i know that i can lean into those three things and tell them that i know what they're doing is valuable and i can tell it hits different so command is tough too but competition sees that comparison and their actual worth. I feel like it's a lens that mm-hmm. some don't yeah. have. And so being able to play on those others and help them see their their worth as well.
1: Nice. Love it. Thank you so much. That's that's really helpful, especially for those of us that have competition basically down where your up the Very is <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 28, 31. Yeah. So we're we're learning a lot here.
0: Uh absolutely
1: as we think about the next thing, I know Jen has another question, sort of having to do with theme dynamics and, and other people. Um, yeah. Do you want to take us there, Jen?
0: Yeah, let's. So in the past, we've had um, instances where we've you know coached others who might have the theme that's you know the same as ours, but when we see it in them, it's really drastically different. It might be because of you know some other themes they have surrounding it, or just their different use of it. Um, In my experience, I wouldn't say that I've met anyone who shows competition a whole lot differently than what I've seen um, and heard and understand from the two of you. Um, So I'd like to put that to you too. have you ever worked with or coached others who have competition high where it comes out differently than than yours. You both look like you're thinking (laughs) so so you know whoever wants to jump in first, Sam.
3: You know, I would say that the only maybe time I've seen this is somebody that has woo and empathy really close to competition. So it's all about winning that relationship. Um, And that's generally not something I see off of competition. So winning others over, you add competition onto that and empathy and understanding of people, it, it definitely took on a, a little bit different of a lens, oh, wow. but that's probably the only time usually if you, I mean, taking competition in itself, it, it's mm-hmm. from the, for the most part, I've heard mostly the same type of comments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting one. I, <laughs> that would be an, an interesting combo to see at play for sure. Yeah. Kevin, do you have any
2: I'm going to give you a politician's answer, which is to answer a different question.
0: Oh, all right. (laughs) Because
2: the the truth is I don't know. I don't. I think it normally shows up. I did coach a sales leader. I I, I coached a sales leader who, one of the very rare occasions where someone is not willing to, not happy to accept what Don Clifton told them in their strengths report.
3: And he was just
2: really disappointed, frustrated and annoyed and in disbelief at the fact that competition wasn't in his top 10 actually mm-hmm. he said well, i'm a super competitive person I'm, I'm i'm playing all these squash leagues i'm I'm a sales guy i'm a sales lead. i've had this great career and i said okay well i can help you on this one because i do have competition so let me ask you a question are you constantly comparing yourself with other people and he said well sometimes I said no that isn't the question the question is are you <laughs> constantly comparing yourself with other people and he went well I, I do I, I mean I play on all these leagues I said no 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 you're not getting the question are you constantly comparing yourself and he said no I'm not because actually when you when you talked earlier Jen you said is it can it be heavy and I said no of course that was a bit of a glib response because hey, the truth is it can be maybe i've learned how to tone it down i don't know perhaps i'm just in a role where you can express your competition mm-hmm. more than you can in other roles but yeah I, I i that's what i've seen actually i think it shows up consistently but people don't understand how it looks like because you can compete as you say using other themes without yeah. other than competition right. yeah
0: yeah well uh, and and to that point when i got my when i first got my clifton strengths um all my team was shocked that I didn't have competition in my top five. And we didn't know my full 34 and that it was almost all the way at the bottom when I got them. Um, But because I was number one a lot, but it was the responsibility and the achiever that pushed me to, I didn't really care to be actually at number one. I just wanted to do the best work, which we've talked about before, that that's not the same as winning.
2: Competition yeah. was a byproduct for you there, wasn't it? Right. Of yeah. Actually, all the yeah. other, you know, sort of responsibility and execution themes that you've got that yeah. focused you on doing yeah. the best job you can do. But and
0: yeah. belief likes knowing that I did the best job the best
3: way.
2: Sure. You know. So. Yeah.
3: It's interesting um, where I work. We spend a lot of time helping people who like forty percent of our workforce has been here under two years. We've just grown significantly. And we help, we we verbally speak out loud about what winning looks like when you come to work here, Uh, because my version of winning at at competition, I trip myself up so, and I've been here 15 years, I've tripped myself up so often where I thought winning was, like you said, Kevin, every argument or every decision. And sometimes winning means you're right, but not right now. And so I think... In individuals with competition it's really important to understand the game at which they're coming to the table for and how to win because you can quickly um, fail very fast if you have a different idea of what that looks like
2: wow.
1: that's that's really powerful
2: i think i think the, the the other thing i would say just sort of reflecting on this is that sometimes and often depending on the activity it's actually a really good thing to be lost I I, I think it was Simon Sinek's, one of Simon Sinek's books, where he said, leaders always speak last. Leaders always speak last in an important meeting.
3: And Kevin, to that point, I think we get more value from our losses than maybe anybody else. We remember them more than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, we
2: definitely do that.
3: (laughs) You've even described, I think, some of your major losses in life. And I can point to those huge moments in life that I lost and you you reflect oftentimes on them and I, I hope learn from them because you don't you intensely don't want that to happen again
2: well I think the the, the old definition of insanity is doing the same thing time and time again yeah. and expecting a different result isn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I have done that a couple of times in my life but hopefully not 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 so much recently <laughs>
1: Wow, that's that was a very interesting place for that question to go. But I'm so glad we had that conversation yeah. because it, it it just adds another layer of understanding around this theme. You know, I was reflecting as you were talking about the versions of competition. You know, Jen and I have, have been so sort of self-deprecating about our, our very low ranking for this um, theme. <laughs> that, but it's coming from a different place. I have high responsibility. So, you know, Sam, you were talking about free throws before. I love to take free throws, but it comes, you know, I practice them relentlessly because it comes from a place of responsibility. I don't want to be the guy on the line at the end Mm -hmm. of the game that can't hit a free throw. And yes, I want to help my win, my team win, but it comes from a different place of it's not letting somebody down versus for you. It's the spotlight. It's the pressure. It's the, I love the moment because this is where I could compete best. And so I just, Mm -hmm that wrapped into the conversation about how this competition plays out, um, or sort of <laughs> seems to show up, but what is it's really not the theme and the theme is what Kevin was saying is that constant comparison. That is my, one of my true takeaways from this conversation is it's, it's that comparison Sam, you alluded to it before of having, there has to be another person involved. It can't be just self oriented. Um, so I really appreciate you you adding a, t- a ton uh, to that. I would like to ask the next question, and this is going to take it to a slightly later place, as much uh, weight and, and awesome you know delving into this as we've done. Some people are still just getting a handle on what this theme looks like um, as sort of, You know, maybe they work with somebody that has competition or they've just gotten their reports. And while the rest of this podcast definitely adds a ton of detail to it, I'm wondering if there might be an entry point to this theme through maybe an image or a pop reference culture, uh, the pop culture reference. Sorry, I got my order. (laughs) My communication (laughs) was not showing up there, Kevin. Um, uh, Reference that people might be able to associate with this competition theme. I'm just wondering if there's an image that you would use to highlight this theme. Sam, you look like you're either deep in thought or have something ready to share. I can't quite tell which,
3: you know, maybe first thing that comes to mind um, is we we've talked a lot about sports here, a lot about winning, but for me, it's, it's a ladder. And so it's the constant upward movement Mm -hmm. of what's next, what's next, what's next, what can I win? there's still something a little unsatisfying of that in, you know, the motivation behind it all, because I think the driver behind it all, even the comparison factor is missing in the ladder, but ladder kind of is something that first jumps up to me.
1: Okay, Awesome. Thank you. Kevin, image? Well, or no? I've got,
2: to, I've got to try and do better. Haven't
1: I? <laughs> <laughs> look at them go. Look at them go. All right. Uh, I feel like I'm in the stadium. Actually, I'm a spectator. I'm watching these two compete mm-hmm. with each other.
3: Uh, I uh, shocking
2: what... isn't it? I, I, I actually think the image behind me on the screen is a good one for those of listening in audio what we've got is a bridge actually it's called the Clifton Suspension Bridge uh, not named after Don Clifton the founder <laughs> of the Strengths Movement but named after the place where it is in Bristol bridges connect people and places hmm. strengths connect people and places above the bridge you're going to see some balloons because there's a hot air balloon festival in Bristol every year and I guess competition would probably want to be the one that was highest up in the sky and the furthest away from
0: you
1: nice, nice. nice. I love that bridge it's yeah. beautiful,
0: beautiful image <laughs> yeah. Chad, mine's really boring because I don't know what I'm talking about, so you know for me, it was always like the like getting the trophy or the gold medal or you know just yeah. winning in general um. So I, I think of Charlie Sheen winning, you know, his, his oh, little catchphrase back then.
2: Charlie Sheen, I have known much of him for a while. He was in the press for a lot of bad reasons. I know he was yeah.
0: for a long time and he was yeah. always in trouble. <laughs> what about you, Chad?
2: I, I was I
1: was going to go with the same sort of idea. Um, I have an affinity for uh, both uh, F1 uh, Formula 1 racing, mm. which I, I'm sure will resonate with my, my, my British counterpart here. Um, but also uh, but also world rally uh the uh you know off-road rally uh that they do a lot of in europe uh, some here in the u.s but just the idea of of having a time you know timed laps who's got the best uh time Mm -hmm. for the single lap in the race who's coming in at the end uh the big celebrations you see you know you think you know like lamont you know you've got the uh, big champagne bottles, and everybody's looking up at a stage, and uh, so that maybe that's tapping into a little bit of that uh, significant self-assurance uh, piece as well. But just that awarding something at the at the end and celebrating it.
2: Let's do few moments better, to be fair. Can we <laughs> have a vote on this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let our visit our listeners and our and our and our okay, um, yeah. Let's put it out to the audience. Um, they um,
2: think yes, the right.
3: Yeah. yeah, we'd yeah, like to absolutely. be judged, I'm
2: sure. I'm sure Sam and would like it. We do,
3: we do. <laughs> and Chad, and Chad and I will pull out ourselves right out of metaphor,
2: that competition. A better metaphor than mine. <laughs> I can't believe
3: it. And communication is super low too. How does that feel? I know.
2: Guys? <laughs> Well, it does. Well, see, the worry for me is that that the, the, the balloons are full of hot air, which often can be another uh. metaphor for, uh, <laughs> for communication. <laughs> but we're not oh. here to talk about that, are we? Oh, it's competition. I love it. Okay.
0: Well, so, so with this, um, you know, we always like to kind of wrap start to wrap up the show with a specific question about helping others who have competition high. So if we think about um, how others might might interact best with with you or others who have competition high, what advice would you give to team leaders or peers to help someone bring out the best of their competition theme? Kevin, you look like you're ready.
2: I am. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Well, sales, obviously, perhaps or perhaps obviously, is a very goal driven activity where you tend to focus much more on the destination than the journey. And you can find yourself not enjoying the trip because you're so focused on I must hit that quarter end. I must hit that month end. I must hit that year end target. It can become quite draining. So I think the advice I would give to leaders and I do give to sales leaders, a lot of a lot of whom have competition themselves and many of their salespeople have it as well, is to always make sure that everybody has at least one secondary goal, probably two secondary goals. We used to call those management by objectives in the old days. Mm-hmm. So you, you and, and that's, that's I think that's very common where you want to incentivize non salespeople. But I think for salespeople, they need something else to shoot at as well. Some degree of excellence, some proficiency in a, in a skill that they've they've acquired, because you can still compete and be the best and beat the rest with multiple goals as long as they're not too complicated.
0: That's that's great advice. I'm yeah,
3: changing Sam, my answer. Oh, <laughs> you you haven't even
0: answered yet, and wrote, you're already changing wrote, your I wrote, answer. I love
3: it. because I I think to to play on what Kevin mentioned. Because of the, the comparison that's happening, when there's a failure, failures are, are somewhat um, impactful and definite. And so, but most of what we're judged on, you know, our actions are judged on are how we handle that failure and mm-hmm. second attempts. And so maybe somebody with competition is understanding that second attempts are sometimes more important than Mm -hmm. winning at the first attempt. And hopefully that will help some of the quitting before starting or quitting after one failure type component that attaches itself along to competition.
0: really great yeah really great is there so you you kind of tapped on it too um is there a way like something you can help someone who's got competition high they want to go only for those goals they can win they're maybe plowing over everyone else to get there is there advice you might give to those with competition to to help them Kind of tamper that or or bring it back
2: isn't, isn't that where, where theme dynamics comes in jen
0: yeah absolutely it does reaching
2: to something because that's that would be an overuse which actually is a weakness in Gallup's definition it's true isn't it
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: my wife went for a job interview today by the way and she was asked what her strengths were and what her weaknesses were and um competition isn't anywhere in her list either so it's like way down but 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 i know that when she speaks to me my competition can really uh, upset her sometimes because I, i just you know i just want to barrel on it's a kind of a moving forward driving sort of theme and so in my case again relator helps me to understand this is a really important relationship to me we met at university my wife and i we've been married for 40 years in november how about that? Oh, amazing, congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Now, how did we manage to sustain that for such a long period of time in me being quite an egotistical driven sort of individual? If I hadn't instinctively understood that I needed to tone that down, balance it out and have a regard for other people, have a regard sure. for other people, not, a, not just about yourself.
3: Yeah, it's good. And I would say understanding and valuing long-term winning. And this might be personal for me, I have things like activator and command and so a lot of impatient themes. So winning in the moment usually never gets you a long-term win. (laughs) And so it's understanding the patience, Kevin mentioned leaders usually go last. It's the patient of the long-term win that might be losing a lot of smaller battles in the process.
1: This just an interesting connection I just made between your your image um, contribution. You, know, you, you said you really weren't mm-hmm. sure about the, the end of the ladder and that's ever, ever increasing. But I think your comment there about the long game is actually a really nice add-on to that ladder as you, you, you're piling mm-hmm. wins together, but with a long-term <laughs> larger goal in mind. Um, and I think, so anyway, I was just, I know you were, you were completely satisfied with, with your ladder metaphor or the latter <laughs> image, but I think that that you just added to it. And I think that you mm-hmm. just made it, um, made an even better connection, um, between those two. So, um, yeah, I, I could definitely see the long, um, the long game, Kevin, you and I have talked about competition before a little bit. You said something to me about celebrating the moments along the way, uh, had some sort of impact for you in competition there, would you mind sharing a little bit about that with with our listeners
2: yeah i'd be very happy to i'll give you a very specific example chad when i set myself on the course of becoming a gallup strengths coach it, it was purely by accident some someone a company had asked me to take the assessment i would never have taken it anyway as it turns out most salespeople are pretty much the same not remotely interested in discovering more about about, about their <laughs> talents but that's a different story um so I set myself on the course of becoming a strengths coach and obviously competition high, I needed to have some goals to shoot for. So I set myself two goals. One was to be the most commercially successful strengths coach. I think I said just in the UK, I wasn't into global domination at that point. And the other <laughs> was, luckily, I had a second goal <laughs> because the first one has not been achieved. I can tell you, I know that because I know who the most more successful coaches are and I'm not one of them financially. But the other one was to be the best strengths coach in the uk now you could say that was a poorly defined goal i would agree with you definitely not a smart goal in any sense but it did enable me to have a qualitative measure as well as a quantitative measure and i can satisfy myself by taking the time to learn and study and deliver the best quality coaching even if i haven't made a ton of money doing it
1: nice okay thank you this has been fantastic in terms of the awareness I now have around this theme. I hope everybody has listened to the, the, the whole episode, but as we do wrap up here, I want to have the two of you help us sort of wrap the show in terms of offering maybe your two or three top takeaways that you would either want to reemphasize something that we've already shared or um, that, Maybe it's something that we needed to cover, but maybe Jen and I's uh, Jen and my questions didn't quite touch on. But if you could give us your two or three takeaways so that um, if we ever decide to do maybe shorts, um, that we could sort of publish that this section as its own standalone um, so that people really have an intro to to the competition theme on its own.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Sam, what would be your first two? two or three takeaways that you'd really want to highlight out of this conversation?
3: I think one is that competition. It's interesting because we don't often experience competition looking much different than what we're speaking about here today, but then all of a sudden you throw in all the themes around it and It changes it very significantly, whether it comes to motivation or, or how the work gets done. And so it's one of those that is pretty simple on its own and then off is, is boltered and, and really brought to light through the things that, and that probably goes for a lot of, a lot of the, the strengths itself, but competition I think is, is somewhat simple in nature. And, and so the others are really when it starts to get fun, when you surround them with other components, um, you know, and then I would say the second piece is about goal setting. Um, and thanks Kevin for bringing that in and setting secondary goals, maybe setting longer term goals. I've never been a person that sets goals. Uh, I, I don't like that word at all. And so I just see the next thing and I go get it kind of naturally and, but I think being intentional and being very clear and transparent with what winning is, is a way to really harness competition in a a nice way.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for those wrap up points. I think those are great. Kevin, what would you put as your two or three key takeaways for people that really understand about this theme?
2: That was one occasion where I was happy to go second. (laughs) gave me a chance to think and scribble down answers so thanks sam i got three i I got three great takeaways for you you know you won't get better than these three (laughs) the the, the first one genuinely it's been a very pleasurable conversation and um sam it's been so good to speak to someone who's actually is quite similar to me because i think we shared at least six maybe seven in our top 10 that's not a that's not a usual experience for me even in the sales field, actually. And certainly in the Gallup Strengthening community, I, the first time I went to a Gallup meetup and I had my top five on a badge, people would just couldn't believe it. That was like, oh, God, we don't meet many people like you. So it actually, I think the reflection is, it's really interesting, not just to speak and learn from people that are different to you, but people that are quite similar to you in the strengths lineup because it expresses itself in different ways. Particularly when you've got someone like Sam, who's not in sales, is in a totally different field. Um, so that's that's one takeaway. The next one Mm -hmm. is that every time I have a conversation like this and obviously as a coach, we don't have that many conversations like this because where they're paid to listen to other people expressing their strengths, I find I get more and more out of it. So I think the reflection is strengths is a lifetime journey. Mm -hmm. It takes time. The third one is if you want to accelerate that journey, get a coach. Absolutely. We, I think we would all suck in that one.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I want to. I want to be the first. If, I'm going to be first to thank you all for for you know coming on our show to talk about your strengths, for being open and vulnerable with us and and our audience. Because some people are just on their journey. They're just starting out and they never thought of any of these things before. Others have been battling it and struggling and doing their best and trying to win everything all the time and not realizing why and now just have finally understood that, you know, from the lens of seeing it through others. Like you said, Kevin, we learn so much from talking to someone else who's similar to us, Chad and I, it's the reason we started this podcast, our responsibility and deliberative shared talents, we realized that those flavor everything we do everything we talk about. So we wanted to share that with others. So you know, thank you so, so much for coming on the show and sharing with us.
1: Yeah. I, I I will just second that. This has been an absolute delight and very educational. My learner is all <laughs> jazzed up right now. My learner is number one. So I love asking questions and then hearing all this great information. So thank you very much for, for sharing. Um I I do want to turn our attention now a little bit to our viewers and listeners and just say that if you really like this episode um or want to engage in you know further in this conversation, um, or as as Sam and Kevin have both put out there. If you want to participate in a small poll about whose answers were better, um, feel free <laughs> to leave us a comment or, 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 or a review. Or um, if you're on LinkedIn, we'd, we'd love for you to, to add to the conversation um, when you know as you see this on, uh, um, on your thread. Um, we also encourage you to subscribe to either Jen or Mai's YouTube channels. Um, it helps all the bots out there, um, help others find great information like that, uh, like those points that Sam and and Kevin have shared with us today and all of our other episodes. So just please engage with all of us. We'd love to hear what you have to say, whether you agree or disagree, or maybe have a different flavor on, on the competition theme that we've talked about today.
0: And if you want to get in touch with our guest coaches, we've included their contact information, um, down in the show notes, you can find them. And finally, if you want to get in touch with either of us, Chad or, or myself, please use our respective links and, um, you can find those in the show notes.
1: And so if you, uh, sorry. So I guess to wrap it up, uh, until next time, I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting, encouraging you to keep playing to your strengths.
0: And I'm Jen Werner from Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. Thanks everyone.
1: Have a great day.